0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week's episode of Warriors 24 is brought to you by 8 Sleep. Let's make 2019 the last year you suffered through bad sleep. And anyone knows that if you do not get a good night's sleep, you just are not on your game the next day. You're cranky. You're irritable. Me personally, I am not functioning at the optimal level that I want to be functioning at if I don't get my eight hours? Well, the good news is the folks over at 8sleep, that's 8sleep.com, present the pod. This is a bed that allows you to control the temperature on your side of the bed. So if you're sharing a bed with your partner, because temperature I typically is what causes you to lose sleep, right? It's too hot or it's too cold. Well, the pod by 8sleep, actually lets you control the temperature in the bed and on your side so if your partner thinks it's too hot and you think it's too cold you can each adjust the temperature automatically in a crazy, comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. Again, 8sleep.com pro.
1: Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward, Rick Barry. Behind the end line, they put him again, and it's belly. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Warriors 24. This is Rick Barry, along with Cyrus Satchis, my surf man himself, my cohort in crime, and I hope that everybody had a blessed holiday season, whatever you were celebrating, and that you have a healthy and happy New Year. Uh, it's great to be alive. We're now in twenty twenty as my wife says, the year of perfect vision. So let's just hope Uh. that we can do things perfectly with our vision, looking at things properly, hoping that the Warriors can look at what's happening with this team and make the proper decisions. Bob Myers has a lot of decisions to make. There's a lot to talk about that's going on with them. A lot of things has transpired over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we're going to get into that. So Cyrus, I hope you had a good holiday.
0: Yeah, happy new year. It's it's I've been spending a lot of time with the family, you know, uh, when when school's out, you spend time with the kids, right? So, in your case grandkids probably, right? Uh
1: Maybe. well, I'll get to see my they live in different places. I did have my son Canyon, he was home. He just got done with the broken bone in his in his leg that's finally healed and was cleared to, to start to go back and practice and hopefully get to you know play a little bit again and get ready for the 3 on 3 uh tryouts they're having to see who's going to go for representing the USA in the qualifying tournament over in India in late mm. March to see if they can qualify for the Olympics. I'm still not happy because it's a joke that they, he was on the world championship team, the world cup, they won the world cup in three on three and mm-hmm. that didn't qualify him to be able to go to the Olympics. And they got some teams that are qualified. That is a joke because they played with the rules of the game and they're getting qualified to play in the USA, the champions of the world, have to go into the qualifying tournament they got they were able to qualify for the qualifying tournament by winning the world championship are you kidding come on anyway it's kind of crazy so
0: rick will you enlighten me real quick why are they playing three on three is this like a separate event besides regular basketball Yeah, three
1: on three is in the olympics it's a game i mean people listen the the basics of when you go when you were growing up as a kid the majority of the times when you went to the playground to play you played three on three
0: correct half court you yeah. didn't
1: play five-on-five. Five. You played half-court, mm-hmm. three-on-three. And and when I, when I say this, I hope people will understand. You really have to be an intelligent player to know how to play the game the right way in three on three-on-three because it's so much more active, especially with the rules the way that they have it. It's not like the big three. Where, you, know, you have time in between to take it out of bounds, and that's fun, too. But this is quick, fast basketball. You play to either 21 points or 10 minutes of running time. The time will stop if the ball goes out of bounds. But, I mean, it's quick. After a basket is made, you take it, you clear it, you go. It's not like you have time to rest and get ready to go. It's instant offense after a shot is missed or even a basket is made. Hmm. It's really fun. You should you should check it out sometime. I, it's, I'm interested. It's, I'm
0: intrigued. But so is it is it available for the pros or is this more for the amateurs? No, this is Fred? not.
1: This is, they're not going to let pros. That's why gotcha. in, in okay. Canyon's case, uh, in a way, maybe everything's working out so he doesn't get a chance. If he got if he got a call up to go and play on the NBA team, even for a ten day deal, he would not be eligible to play. So anybody that's played anybody that's played in the NBA. Uh, and doing is they're not they're not going to take any NBA players.
0: So you so Canyon's odds are, are, are pretty good then to make this well, team,
1: right? He well he was on the you know the four guys that won it. You know he he and the rest of the guys, Robbie Humble, who actually got picked as the USA Basketball you know Player of the Year mm-hmm. for USA Basketball, who played a little bit uh, you know in the NBA, um, and, and then his other two, two two teammates and who did a terrific job, played really well together. Uh, I would think. That, why would you want to break that up? I mean, they won the world championship. There you go. I mean, so I, I, don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, so hopefully he'll play well in the trials and see what's happening with that. And actually I think the trials are taking place at uh, all-star weekend actually hmm. in, uh, in Chicago. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, let, let's get, let, let's get to talk a little bit about what's going on. I know you're the big diehard warriors fan and you're the turtle <laughs> optimist. Yeah. uh so <laughs> wh- wh- of, what's the, what's the th- what's the thing that's the most uh I don't know, most pressing on your mind
0: you want to get into it well well there a lots been going on we haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks rick and uh and again happy new year happy holidays to everyone merry christmas uh first things first trade deadlines coming up and the warriors are on the spotlight they have a roster and a situation that's ideal for a blockbuster trade and the news came down that Carl Anthony Towns is reportedly not very happy in a situation with Minnesota, even though he is just in year one of a five-year max contract with them. So he's not going anywhere. What are your thoughts on that? There are reports the Warriors are expressing interest or at least investigating. You know, that's, that's it could be a huge trade happening there. What do you think? Well,
1: I, I talked about on some other radio shows that call me. I think it calls all the time to do stuff. And that was one of the topics. Um, I'd like him personally. As a player and as a person, I had the, the good fortune of, of actually having dinner with him at an event that I was at one time uh, when he first had come into the league. Very impressed uh, with him as a person, which to me is very important. I mean, you know, the guy's a great player. If he's an asshole, then I don't really care about him. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a good person. He really is. I really was very impressed uh, with, with, uh, with him, and I'm, I, I would have no problem you know, with him joining the Warriors. I really wouldn't. We talked about the last time we had a show and everything, we talked about Simmons. That's another one. I wouldn't have any problem with. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of situations that, you know, that are here. I mean, right now they're just fine to finding out who on this team right now would be someone that they might want to keep and have on the team to be able to have the kind of bench that they've had during that incredible five-year run that seems like you know, like an eternity ago, uh, <laughs> they're suffering through this, but yeah. it, it was pretty recent. So, yeah. And, and so now they're going to evaluate and see what's happening. And the, the, probably the one guy, because everybody was talking about Pascal and Chris and everything, but the one guy who's really stepped up when given the opportunity to play has been Damian Lee. Yes. I mean, he's done a really nice job in putting up nice numbers. And I liked him because I, I remember seeing him because Canyon played against him in college uh, before he transferred for his last year to Louisville. Yeah. 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 And so I got to see him and, and liked him as a player uh, and he did a really nice job and he's, he's really taking advantage of the opportunity and he's one of the guys I'm assuming that they're going to want to keep. I mean, Hey, they screwed up last year with one by of the guys
0: by not giving him a gear. Oh, you mean with a uh, Dunn who went yeah. to Miami heat, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Up. Yeah huge yeah. f up yeah yeah that you, they blew that and, and, and rick i'm glad you touched on that because damian lee was or was about to be offered a guaranteed deal with the warriors they they waived marquez chris uh who was really showing promise for them I, I mean i i think the general consensus is i don't think anyone's happy that chris is gone but this hard cap has created a situation where the warriors simply could not cut a player with a guaranteed deal i mean jacob evans would have been ideal right? I mean, if you're if you're looking at this roster and who to get rid of to keep Lee, Jacob Evans, to me, has been a bust. I mean, I, I, I've given up on him. I don't think he's going to do anything in this league. But they, they couldn't do that with this hard cap because of the sign and trade that brought in D'Angelo Russell. You cannot go a penny over that cap. And if you cut a player with a guaranteed contract, that amount stays applicable to your salary cap situation. And they couldn't have offered Lee or yeah, Damian Lee, a guaranteed contract. So, are you happy with that? I'm, I'm thrilled. I know. I'm I mean, so I know glad you're that
1: you're a teacher and that you're really into all of this research and all this bullshit. Because <laughs> I mean, all of this stuff that goes on with the cap and everything. I mean, it's almost yeah. like you know, you need to go and, and you have to have a course in it. I mean, it's so yeah. easily sophisticated. It's something that obviously Bob Myers has to stay on top of. He had experience with that as obviously as an agent, right? And but it's 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 the minutiae. It's the but it's the, how exciting is that for a fan of who? gives a rats, but just get it done. But you have to understand <laughs> that there are, no, there's, there's a tremendous restrictions and limitations as to what you can and can't do. And you right. really have to know it quite well in order to fully maximize the opportunities that present themselves to you. And as you pointed out, they couldn't do, they can only do certain things because of the rules in the cap. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a very intriguing situation that, that exists with them. But then again, in doing minor research, because I really don't want to get into this, because this is not kind of stuff I love talking about. Uh, <laughs> since, okay. you brought, since you brought it up, I'll yeah. uh, blame it on you. Uh, <laughs> the, the Warriors do have some exception and stuff because of the, of the luxury tax and stuff they were playing. So they do have, what, like about $17 million that's there? No, but,
0: there? but see, that's the problem. The moment they, the, the NBA uh, changed the rules a few years back, where if you, if you conduct a sign-in trade deal, Right, which is what the Warriors did to acquire D'Angelo Russell in exchange, they sent Kevin Durant to the Nets. Right. Uh, you are you are uh then applied a hard cap, which means that you no longer can go a penny over the cap even for the luxury tax. You cannot go over the cap, even offering a ah, bet minimum. The, I gotcha. the Warriors are in this conundrum right now where they cannot even offer a 15th roster spot because of that hard cap they're stuck at 14 that's why earlier this year rick it's crazy this is i mean i i didn't know about this rule until the warriors fell into this and then all of a sudden i had to actually research it the warriors were playing earlier this year with a roster sometimes of as few as eight players i don't know what would have happened if they like four guys got hurt i mean i would have i've never seen a forfeiture in my life in the nba we might have seen that i don't know it's it's fascinating but this sign and trade handicapped them, And that's why from the start of this, the moment Kevin Durant left and I learned about this hard cap, to me, this season was done. I mean, you have no flexibility with the roster. You can't do a thing with this roster except what they did. You waive a guy who has a non-guaranteed contract to bring another guy in for an absolute minimum deal. They're just, they're screwed. For this year, they're screwed. Um, so that's why they're in the situation they are. For the people listening and who weren't sure until now.
1: Yeah, but so but I'm talking about for next year doing something. I think they do yes. have some money to play
0: with. No, for next Rick, year. And that is, yes, and Rick, that is where why I am an optimistic Warriors fan, because next year this team, in my opinion, is set up to go back to that championship right well, now. It, if they're, no,
1: no, no, they're set they're set up if they make the yes. right choices. Correct. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, And and a lot of teams don't make the right choice all the time. The Warriors being one of them in the years gone by when they won 13 years without making the playoffs and made some of the worst decisions imaginable. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so that's the key to it, you know, but we mentioned a couple of guys and either one of those two guys would be huge for the Warriors. I think that we just talked about Simmons and and, uh,
0: Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, most of
1: those guys are, I think, would be would be a great addition to the Warriors basketball team
0: it would be phenomenal and Rick I feel like as we get close to the trade deadline we should maybe dedicate just a podcast to potential trades Um, but you you know this Carl Anthony Towns thing when I hear about this and when I see and and read stories that the Warriors are looking into it I'm not and this is just me as the astute observer I don't think the Warriors are looking at Carl Anthony Towns I think they're looking at sending D'Angelo Russell there since those two are friends. And there's no way to bring Towns in with Russell on the team. I don't think you even want that with this Warriors roster. I think they're looking at Wiggins. I've been saying this from the moment we started this podcast back in the summer, or at least at the start of the season. I I think Andrew Wiggins is their target. And I think he would be a perfect fit. I think he is he is an upgrade over what Harrison Barnes was for that 2015 championship team. Um, he has potential and maybe he just needs the right coach. He's never I mean with the exception of Tom Thibodeau he's never had a legitimate experienced coach to lead him. Right. I mean, it, unless you don't think that's important, maybe that's the difference. Oh, him. trust me.
1: I know how important it is to have a coach that lets you actually play and does some good for you. Having watched my boys go through what they went through in their, their basketball careers to see what right. some of these coaches did. And I'm telling you, I'm almost thinking one time to do a documentary sometime. Cause I've talked to a lot of players over the years, especially when I was on the board of the retired players on, on many different occasions and a lot of years on the board and got to talk to guys at different events. You would be shocked, Cyrus, about you hear all this wonderful stuff about these coaches and this guy's great and this guy's great. Let me tell you something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not great for everybody, okay? Maybe a guy has a great story about him, but there's maybe someone else there that has a, just a horror story about what some <laughs> happened to him with some of these coaches. No, I'm serious. And some of these guys have told me some of the stories of the things that happened to them when they were in college and it's, it's appalling. I mean, it's, it's because you have such an impact on the future of, of a player, depending upon what you do with him and how you use him and whether you get into his head. I, I, I'm not going to get into specifics with my own kids and doing stuff. i not, that's just not something I want to get into.
0: Right. But I for can guarantee sake, you. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, for their <laughs> sake, yes, exactly. But I am telling you right now that, you know, uh, I mean, well, I know for a fact, I mean, I could say, cause he's done playing and everything. My uh-huh. son, Brent, I don't think was, was most of his career wasn't utilized effectively. I agree. I mean, it's just, it was unbelievable. I mean, I'll tell you one, one quick story on it. He was, when he was with Chicago, I don't, I don't talk to the coaches and stuff, but Tim Floyd was the coach. And I just said to him after one game, what I happened to be, get the chance to see Brent? I said, Tim, have, and this, this is when he was in Chicago. Have you ever thought about letting Brent run the point for you? Hmm. I said, I'm telling you, I think he could do a great job. You don't have someone now that can run the point and just cross, mat, you know, cross match him defensively so you put him on a two guard, but let him run the team. I said, he could do some amazing things with the basketball. And I always tell people, if you want to see the way my son could have played and what he could have done, there's two examples of it. One of them was in the rookie sophomore game that he played in when he just he – was, he was spectacular. And, I mean, the first half he got a chance to play, he was doing things that most people had no idea he was capable of doing. And then the other one was that when Gary Payton got traded, when Brent was with the Seattle Supersonics, the first game, whatever reason, Nate McMillan started him at point guard. Cyrus, he had 18 assists. Wow. 18 assists in the first game he ever started as a point guard. I am telling you that he, he could have been so well utilized by a team if they had just understood what he was capable of doing and given him the chance. And I have the same thing I've been through. So I've seen all this stuff with my boys and, and I've watched other players the same way doing it. I mean, I always use Dale Ellis as an example. One of, the, one of the great three point shooters in history, NBA played for Dick Mata when he was down at the Mavericks, did nothing. They traded him. He goes to Seattle. He gets a chance to play. He leads, you know, he's one of the best three point shooters in the league, becomes an all star player. Stuff like that can happen all the time. And it really, so it comes down to what you brought up, you know, the coaches. Is a coach yeah. really evaluating a, his, their, their talent and utilizing that talent in the best way possible to help the team and to get the most out of the player? It doesn't yeah. always happen.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy, Rick. I don't know what you're known more for, being one of the greatest players in the history of this game or producing five sons who have played pro basketball. I mean, they're both equally impressive in my opinion. But Brent was it's safe to say probably was the most successful of the five and, and certainly the most athletic. He was more athletic than you. I think. Right. Well, no, he could jump out. Well, he, no, yeah. I don't
1: know about he was he could jump wetter than I could ever jump. <laughs> he could jump out of the freaking gym. I mean, you know, he won the slam dunk contest. Scooter, my yeah. son Scooter could jump. I mean, he he had one month. He did track at the end of a senior year in high school. And the coach said he got him to do it. He was messing around doing high jump with a girl that was on the track team and he's jumping over the bar. And the coach, said, what are you doing, Scooter? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Coach. I just screwed around. He said, "No, I mean you would have won our last five beats. What are you doing? You got to uh, come out and play. You know, jump for us." And he's no, no, no. And they finally, one, the last month he got him to go out for the track, He you qualify for the state finals. Oh, wow! At one point, he cleared the bar at seven feet with one month of track
0: practice. How far back? So does your can... line- how far back does your lineage go in terms of athleticism? Like, was your dad a great athlete? My dad what was. Mean, how...
1: My dad was. My dad was a semi-pro player and coach. My dad was a great wow. athlete. Yeah, he was a great. Idea? He was athlete? a great fast pitch softball player as well. Interesting. Uh, yeah it,
0: really that's r- yeah. that's random what about yeah, your that's grandfather my what's brother
1: no, no my grandfather no I don't think he did much of anything okay. except, except drink and spend money uh but my <laughs> yeah,
0: that takes talent that takes yeah, some talent.
1: yeah it does And he spent a lot of money too my grandmother I could have been a rich spoiled kid you know but uh, he spent it all anyway um yeah and my brother could jump out of the gym my brother was six okay. three and get his elbows to the rib oh wow yeah. What's what's brother doing these days uh, my brother is uh, with a wonderful lady, Sharon, down in uh, South Florida, over in the Boca okay. Raton area. Just uh, oh, nice. you know, trying to enjoy life and, yeah. and you know making the most of, uh, of his later years. But my brother was great. I mean, nice. it's not often that a brother four years older lets his little kid brother hang around and do stuff. But my bro- my brother was great. He always let me come around and hang. He was very proud of me. He actually, came down to watch. Watched my career in Miami to go for his master's uh, and, and came down there to go to school to get his master's after he got done at Mount St. Mary's where he played and uh, tore up his knee and couldn't play anymore. And so he, I think vicariously get, got to have his career uh, through me, which was, which was good. He's, was a great yeah. big brother.
0: Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> so, was. um, but anyway, so go back on track here. So, uh, yeah, so so, yeah let get so, back so, on track. <laughs> I mean, look, I just want to say, I'm pretty sure a lot of people listen to the show to hear about you. I mean, so that's why I ask a lot of these questions. Um, but, yeah, so, so Warriors Trades, we'll discuss that soon. I mean, but there is also another report in, that I read that uh, – I can't remember who it was who reported it. It was from NBC Sports Bay Area. That's an organization I have issues with. That's for another show. But they're reporting that the Warriors are probably going to hold off until the summer to pull off a trade. I don't know if I like that. What are your thoughts on that? I I mean, in my opinion, if you find a trade that you can pull now, do it. I mean, why wait? You know, this team isn't going anywhere. D'Angelo Russell I don't think is a fit. I mean, I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion unless – you, you, you oh, I really- would
1: agree with you. No, I, I don't no. see. I don't see how that works.
0: Um- what are you waiting for? I mean, D'Angelo Russell last night showed the first sign of discontent. He he left a comment on Marquez Chris's Instagram post, where where Chris basically announced he was leaving. And look, Chris has handled this very professionally, and I'm sure the Warriors told him they just didn't have a choice, and and that they like him um but d'angelo russell left a comment where he's just uh, these emojis you know these things right all these little yeah i know
1: emojis yeah.
0: okay so okay, i'm not emo- that
1: old for us <laughs> Sorry, now. Rick. Okay, so- i'm computer literate i'm computer literate <laughs> you are no. just You're a surprised- tip i'm the tip i'm the tip of the iceberg there's a whole lot more that i don't know but i do know something
0: no Rick, you you can totally surprise me with your uh with your knowledge of technology it's impressive so the, he he posted these emojis of of someone huffing and puffing and then the very la- like repeatedly like he put like 20 of these the, the same emoji of someone huffing, like they're upset. Right. And then the last one was the zipper of the mouth, like I'm going to keep my mouth shut, right? So yeah, D'Angelo Russell was starting to express a little discontent. And, I mean, why keep him? I mean, if, if the trade is there, and especially if that lottery pick is not a sure thing, I mean, all the Warriors need to do is run off, you know, seven out of nine games, and they're not in that lottery position in the more that top pick. Why not pull that trade now? You know, I, I, don't, I don't see the point of waiting. I don't know, I don't know what you think about that well it just it
1: depends upon if there's really sincere interest on someone's part and, and and I think if there if there's interest on someone's part and an opportunity to make a trade to better your team, you do it whenever you can because it might not be there later. I would agree with your assessment of that that if you wait, you might miss out i mean seriously it's like the same thing in life I mean, you know, just for all you you know, people who are out there might be a little bit older. When you're young, you think you're invincible and you're going to live forever. When you get older, trust me, you need to do the things that you have. If you've got your bucket list and stuff and you get a chance to do it, do something on your bucket list. Put a bucket list together. Go do it. Do it while you're physically (laughs) capable of doing it because from day to day, you don't know what is going to happen. I mean, I've seen so much of that. I've been around friends and, and teammates and all. I mean, I was working out with Moses Malone at the Hall of Fame in the gym. Him at the hotel, and two days later, he was dead. Oh, you know, I mean, so you just don't know. You, you you really have no idea what God has in store for you. Yeah. So if you have an opportunity to do something meaningful, do it. Something do enjoyable, it. do it.
0: I agree. Don't Seize don't put it
1: off. So the same thing in this case here. If you can make a deal for Russell that makes sense for your team, and you could pull it off now, why do you want to take a chance? That maybe something better could be there, if this is good don 't get selfish I mean, don 't get greedy, and try to go and say, oh i got there be something better out there. Well, it might not be as good as what you got now if what you have now is good, do it
0: exactly, and especially since uh the reports are coming out that the Warriors are really not that enamored with any of the potential lottery picks coming out of college. Or Australia, right, in, in the case of ball. Uh, you know, Andre Agassi. I want to mention, by the way, he's still sitting sake, in- people talking about a lottery pick for ball? Yeah, for, for, yes. Yeah, possible number one pick. Oh, my God. Yes. I know. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I would not do that. But it, a lot of people are raving about how he's playing in Australia right now. Right, and great. Supposedly, he's the best of the ball boys. So <laughs> we'll see.
1: Okay. So what, um, where, where, where does that put him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man so uh anyways you you uh you had a great uh drive me crazy riff do you want to get that started now or do you want
1: to wait yeah that might be, whatever we could do it now if we want unless we want to still talk about all this stuff about all this thing okay. now all of a sudden there's interest for igadala and the you around let's this yeah yeah
0: let's wait then you're right i, I mentioned igadala so andre igadala by the way is reportedly interested in rejoining the warriors next year um he's also uh, reportedly st- Living in San Francisco, he never left the Bay Area. So he, loves well, why not? Region. I mean, he's
1: into he's into the freaking Silicon Valley world.
0: He is, and the money. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's <laughs> big into that. He's done a
1: lot of investing. He's done a lot of tech stuff. Uh, I mean, so you know, why not stay around where you've got great relationships? I mean, he had a wonderful. Uh, the fans love him, but you know, the big thing is, is what is he? you know What can you get him for? What is he willing yeah. to take to stay there and be a part of that? Uh, well, I mean, probably bad men.
0: He probably would huh? take the minimum at this. He probably would take the minimum at this point. I mean, he's going to be thirty-six years old next year. I mean, your leverage minimum
1: well, okay, that's what I'm saying. I was just looking because I look at age-wise, thirty-six is not that old. No, not in today's world. Trust me, it isn't. I mean, you know, he can I mean, that's not. And if he's healthy, uh, certainly with the experience that he has and all, not a bad guy to have on your bench. You know that he's he's not he's not a cancer in the locker room. Obviously, he's a positive force. Right, and was willing to sacrifice for the team when he came here and helped him win multiple championships. Hell, he got an MVP in the championship series that one season. So that'd that's be true. interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So what is, <laughs> um, So so anyway, so there's a good. He possibility hasn't played of, though. He hasn't played this entire season. So he's getting all. Uh, yeah, to making, stay away making, from the team. So they're trying to six. trade. They're trying to trade him and get a first round pick. I mean, why would somebody give you a first round pick for a 36 year old?
0: Well, let me ask you this: I mean, If you're a team like, let's say, the Dallas Mavericks, or let's say you're a team like, uh, I don't know, if the Utah J- or like the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, the Denver Nuggets, I think a lot of these teams might do that. Yeah. I mean they're close. You know, no, maybe no, they I think- don't. no,
1: yeah, you need an, a player like 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 uh, Iguodala, like Iggy, would help Denver. He would he would be good oh. for a team like Dallas. I mean, he could be very instrumental in helping them and giving them some more depth and experience especially on a team that, that, that when these teams a lot of them don't have a lot of experienced players and there's no substitute for experience you have to learn things sometimes by you know through the fire you know you got, right. you got to be out there you got to experience it you learn from the mistakes that you may have made and it just makes you a better player and so iggy would be great for a lot of those teams so it's he,
0: be he, interesting he would be phenomenal. And, and if he comes back next year with his retooled roster, just more reason to be excited. Um, but you, but it is interesting because he's making over $16 million a year. Sitting just out to, just to sit. Yeah. Just to chill. Yeah. <laughs> just to hang out. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. yeah what about poor <laughs> guy i'm not yeah i'll be running a benefit for him sure uh, by the way jordan pool has been getting a lot of criticism from from both of us and rightfully so but he's actually been playing good uh, solid ball and hey Cruz. the last
1: game that he played in he did more good things in that game than he did the entire time he was up with the parent team so now yeah. here's the question is he like a thoroughbred racehorse okay and this is the analogy I'm coming with. If you understand horse racing at all. Oh, so I when do. You have, oh. Okay. So when you, and I love watching the horses run. Love it's, it. it's always fun to do that. They have to track, you know, sit, have oh. a lunch and get in the clubhouse. And just take enough money that if you lose that great, was your time. You spent your money. If you can come back with anything, it's then a great day. So here's oh, the phenomenal. deal. Phenomenal.
0: And by the way, can, can I, before, before you give your deal, can I mention a, a great strategy for horse uh, betting? And maybe you, you agree or disagree with me. Always bet on the jockey. That's what I've learned. I, I've gone to Del Mar racetrack plenty of times. And I've learned the jockey is the key. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I, I've made decent money doing that. So a little tip well, for Yeah, you. jockeys What's are important.
1: What's I mean, if you look and see what, <laughs> what, you know, what their winning percentages are and if they're racing a certain number of times, I mean, you, then, you, then you look at the horse and see, well, is this one of the races where he might really have a chance to win and keep up that same winning mm-hmm. percentage that he has? Yeah, so that's all part factored into it. But here's the thing. So you have horses that a lot of times when horses are doing, they're running here, but then they get moved up, Right. They get moved up from where they're running in the class that they're they're running in with a certain group of horses, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they go up against better horses, right? And they don't perform as well against the better horses. And you say, well, why? He ran this time. Why can't he run this time with the better horses? Good question. If he runs 158, and all of a sudden, when he runs with the better horses, he only can run a 202, what happened to the 158? Great question. OK, and so a lot of times and I talk to a lot of a lot of different trainers and people around the, the, the horse, the horse world. And a lot of it says they have to do that. It's an intimidation factor almost that the horses. I mean, it's, it's it's really interesting. It's it's almost like there's a psyche or something going on here. But is he one of those guys that, yeah, he can go out and do that and play great playing at, you know, in Santa Cruz for the G League team. But not do that when he's playing. With the parent team. Now, for his sake, I for the Warriors' sake, I hope it's it's you know that he can come back Mm -hmm. and play at that level and do those kinds of things because he never had a game like that, not even close.
0: He had three consecutive solid games. I think he he posted. Yeah, well, here twenty. Well, here, what with the Warriors, with the G League team, with Santa Cruz.
1: No, no, yeah, Santa Cruz just had thirty-one the other night. Yeah. That's and and one five thing for to... ten, five for ten on threes. I mean, yeah. I mean, some of the shots he took were still I, I still think some of his shots are tough. And and but <laughs> you know, if you're if you're gonna make fifty percent, I'm not gonna argue with it. I don't care how crazy they look and off yeah. balance or whatever. I mean, it might have been one of those games that's going in. But the problem is he took those same kind of shots when he was up with the parent team from six, seven feet behind the three point line. I mean, it didn't even come close. So can you do what you're doing there up there? Now, it comes down to the thing of believing in yourself. What I believe the key to success is is, is confidence. you got to have believe in yourself. Obviously, right. he lost his confidence playing up there because he was just putting up horrible number, I maybe mean, 20-something percent from twos and threes. But yet he's an 80% free throw shooter. So you figure a guy's an 80% free throw shooter. He shouldn't be a 20-something percent shooter from twos and threes, should he? No. You would think no, not. No, no, no. Definitely so definitely. anyway, so that's encouraging for them to you know yeah. do that. But again, he opened up the door and Damian Lee just stuck his foot in there and came right in and is doing some nice stuff for him.
0: And I'm so happy that they're they're going to get they're going to keep him. Um, you know, Kai Bowman's another one. We actually, you know, you can follow us our our podcast on Twitter at it's at, at Warriors24Pod. And I always open the door for people to, um, you know, tweet at us with questions or something. An individual named Dulo Twist, I don't think that's a real name, but they wanted to know if you can provide your thoughts on Kai Bowman and his projection for next year's uh, NBA competition and whether he can make the team. Uh, You know, I
1: don't know. I haven't watched him close enough to be able to really make a true evaluation of him. I mean, I'd leave that up to the Leave that up to uh, the powers to be to see whether okay. he can be there. I've seen the same, but it's the same thing. He's the same way as all of these other guys have been. It's the roller coaster ride, right? 15 right. points one game, four the next, you know, uh, then get eight and then maybe get 20 and then get six. I mean, you got to be consistent. That, that's the, really the key to being a really good player mm-hmm. is to be consistent, not to have these major swings in your performance so highs and lows i mean i'd rather have a guy that he go out and get me from eight to eight even eight to 12 as opposed to get me 18 and two or 16 and four you know <laughs> right because you just don't know and then you got to do the other things as well so it's interesting let's get i'm going to get back one last thing just take a yeah. look here's the one thing about wiggins that i'm concerned with okay i mean he's averaging 24 almost 24 and almost 24 and a, half points a game. Yeah. And he's, you know, five rebounds, which is okay for, you know, for a, a three. you mm-hmm. uh, know three, two, maybe. I don't know where he's playing, where they have him, but he's only six, seven. So he's really, he should be in today's game, a two. Yeah, two, yeah. Okay, yeah. But if you're a two and you're only shooting 32% from threes, mm. he's a 32% three-point shooter. That's why I, I'm not overly enamored with him. I mean, in today's world, in today's world and the way the Warriors play, you, you have to be a really good three-point shooter in order to have this team be able to get back to where they were. That was, the, that was the dynamic for this team that was so difficult to defend that gave them such an advantage over other teams is having multiple players who were threats from the three-point range. And, and he's not.
0: He's yeah, not. He, if he's I'm not, guarding him, right.
1: I'm going to force him out to three point, and I'm backing off him. I'm taking his drive away. So you want to beat me, just like I would do with LeBron James. You beat me from three point range. I'll live with that.
0: Yeah, he's never been in his, and his numbers have actually regressed as a three point shooter, which is so. Not what, a good that's sign.
1: that's the point that I'm saying. So I, you know, no, I. Hey, Towns was shooting four for seven from threes for God's sake. One game I saw, was shooting yeah. a crazy percentage. I mean, it, it's just. It's a different world when you're out today. The game is different. You have to look at it differently. And if you look at, at at Towns, Towns is a
0: 42% three-point shooter. I didn't realize how consistent. And he's six feet eleven. Yeah, I didn't realize how consistent of a three-point shooter is. I thought this year was like 41.8.
1: Yeah,
0: and but he's he almost doesn't... at 80, right up at 80% three uh, f- a field goal per- I mean, a
1: free throw shooter. He's a 51% better field goal percentage. I mean. Pfft. He gets 11 rebounds a game, averages 27 points almost a game. I mean, you know, if you're going to do something, man, I'm going with Towns, not Wiggins.
0: Gotcha. So you, you would, t- yeah, okay. I, I, the only reason why I, I think it's a, it's just kind of like a waste of time to discuss Towns is I don't think the Timberwolves would trade him to the Warriors. I, I don't. I mean because i'm not saying he would i'm just saying this is all hypothetical stuff i'm just saying if you're going to go
1: down between the two guys there's no there's no comparison to me
0: yeah i just don't think yeah i don't think minnesota would send towns for because because the whole purpose of making this trade work is combining those two players russell and towns because supposedly they're good friends supposedly they have that durant irving connection uh although russell did not choose to go there was a free agent but um yeah so i yeah i'm with you i would take towns easily but I, I don't know if that trade would happen uh, or how desperate Minnesota is. What do you think about this Kevin Love situation, by the way, changing gears a little bit? Have you heard about that? I mean, he's not happy. He's, he's not happy at all. I know. He's, <laughs> and he's, And he's making it well
1: known. I mean. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's see, amazing.
1: We, Things have changed so much before. None of that stuff was public. It's like everybody airs their dirty laundry now, to use the old cliche. I mean, wh- whatever happened to what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse or in the locker room stays in the locker room. That's a thing of the past. I mean, everybody's out there, social media. It's such a different world today. It really, truly is. And, but you have to also be very careful about what you're doing. Right. And, and, and even to the point where you got to be careful what you do because everybody's got a phone that can take photos. Uh, so nervous. you got to be a moron to go out and put yourself in a situation where you know you shouldn't be there or things are going on that shouldn't be going on. You don't want to be there because somebody's liable to snap a picture of you being there. And even if you were an innocent bystander, you just happen to have guilt by association.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. You're, you're, uh, Ke- you're friends with Kevin McHale, correct? Yeah, well, I, well
1: I, know, I know Kevin. I'm not, okay. like, I'm not saying that I'm friends. I don't keep in contact with him, but obviously I know him
0: no but you're right i mean he was at a i think a, a, he intended last year like a donald trump rally and just by being there everyone just suddenly associated with him with being a huge trump supporter and yeah you gotta oh, they be did careful. that
1: to me too i was at a trump rally
0: and they did <laughs> yeah you got to be careful i mean i, I teach my oh, students no no, all the time. no not
1: anymore not anymore being careful i used to worry about the fact you know so if half the people want to dislike me because i think that the president's doing a good job so be it you know hate me that's fine and the <laughs> thing about it is is that You know, I mean, I'm at the point right now that I don't really give a rats, you know what, about the fact that somebody's going to be upset. If you're upset with me because of the fact that I happen to think he's doing a nice job, do I agree with everything he does? No. Are the things he does that I kind of like say, oh my God, what are you thinking, Donald? I mean, yeah. So, but the thing is, is just look at the accomplishments that are taking place. I just saw a sheet that most people have no idea about. And I didn't really want to get into politics. So I'll do it quickly. And get I know, out it. I was going to say
0: New Year. It's like five, New six, page, five or six pages,
1: <laughs> five or six pages long of all the things that this man has done. And yet so many of the people out there won't give him credit for anything. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, let's okay. just be realistic here. And just just try to do what's right for the country, which I think he's trying to do. And I think the other people, are what they're trying to do is not good for the country. And that's the end of my political spiel for this year. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I won't, I won't rebut to that. But I, I will say, uh, as a teacher, I do try to emphasize to my students repeatedly, especially since I teach you know, media studies and mass comm and journalism, all this good stuff. The digital footprint is a real thing. The moment what you do is online, it's permanent. And you've got to be very careful about that. You know, You have to be um and that, and that goes you're right goes and a lot of stage. players aren't
1: they get themselves they in trouble up. and they have to be very aware of what's going on and they need to be schooled in that area so that they Agreed. can avoid a lot of pitfalls and a lot of trauma in their life that they could avoid just by being smart like my wife said honey what goes into your brain doesn't have to come out of your mouth put the filter on
0: <laughs> take a breath yeah sleep on it yeah, before right. you, <laughs> you publish it um so yeah so kevin kevin love isn't happy it seems like portland would be the perfect fit right i mean i mean at the, all indications are I don't it's what it depends whether or not on Cleveland being okay with taking back Hassan Whiteside's contract the, the expiring deal there and anything else Portland might offer but I, I think that's I, don't, I can't think of anywhere else that would be a better fit for Kevin Love than than going to the Trailblazers yeah uh-huh. he could
1: certainly help them there's no question yeah. he could help any. But I mean he's still a, you know very capable player uh he was one yeah. of the guys that I think um, that I will put on my sh- very very short list of players who wound up becoming a lot better than I thought they would, um, mainly because he is one of those other. He's one of those guys that I put into the baby Yui category. Okay, that's the little, that's the that's the big you know character in the comic books and on TV, right? Cartoons who. You know, doesn't have, you know, no definition. It's just a little fat little, you know, whatever he is. Um <laughs> yeah, Duck dilly. or whatever. Uh Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, because he doesn't look like he spends a lot of time in the weight room. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Kind of like Jokic. And who Jokic had shit. He almost had 50 points the other night, the Joker. For Denver.
0: Jokic, I don't know how that guy's a pro athlete. He looks, he looks. I know. He looks, I
1: mean, he, that's what I'm saying. He looks like baby you. He, he, he's yeah. like, he's, how serious can you be in today's world? These guys all look like Greek gods, and you know these chiseled statues with these amazing muscles and everything else. And then you got Jokic out there, the Joker. Jokic is like, Dunkish, and Kevin Love is, and then Kevin Love is in that category as yeah. well
0: and Doncic, i mean who's one of the best players in the game now doesn't look like it <laughs> you wouldn't be you wouldn't guess that on looks uh, no he, uh, he it's unbelievable
1: so hey you know what looks as they say looks could be deceiving right and don't they, judge the book by a cover we'll throw all the cliches out there
0: in the you're show you're absolutely right you know before we before we jump into uh, our weekly segments you know like you know, what's driving me crazy truth bombs all that good stuff nbt squared <whistles> all right time to take a quick break from the show to make some money we got a commercial, we got a sponsor, my bookie. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season. I'm telling you right now, my San Francisco 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. The fact that they got home field advantage, to me, clinched it. I think they're even winning the Super Bowl. F-U Seattle, F-U Baltimore, F-U Minnesota, Niners, baby. And if you want to bet on the Niners... Go to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for bowl games... NBA games. If you're betting on the Warriors, chances are bet on the other team, right? Although they do keep a lot of games close. So the folks over on MyBookie, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. So that means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money. That's a crazy good deal. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV. That's short for the Believe Podcast Network. Again, BLV is the promo code to activate that offer. Again, the promo code BLV to get that extra cash from MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now back to Warriors 24. Uh, I do want to mention Kevin Love. I'm sorry, Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Durant tweeted at me i don't know if you saw that or heard about no,
1: that. no kevin durant uh, tweeted to you
0: well yeah yeah so i i, I uh i responded to uh, some journalist who covers the brooklyn nets because because they're kyrie irving for the first time in i think a month or two actually held a press conference to update his status on the season he hasn't played pretty much since i think well he might October. be out they say he may be out and now he might be out for the whole year right yeah. because of supposed surgery and because oh he, he might do he surgery might have day. surgery they said yeah, so he's supposedly he, – or according to him and according to the team, he has bursitis in his shoulder and is preventing him from lifting his arm up to take a shot. That would be a good Excuse thing me. for some
1: of his teammates, probably. Think. <laughs> so, well,
0: so I so I responded to that. So, so, look, I, I stay active on Twitter. I think it's a fun platform. I don't take it too seriously, unlike a lot of people. And I mostly stay active on there just to w- raise awareness for this podcast. I You know, I'm, I, I go on there and apply to a million things, and I, and I always try to make sure I'm, you know, I'm accurate, at least not, you know, being overly edgy with my tweets but i did respond to this particular one and i said that i think the reason why i i i'll I'll read i don't have it in front of me but i basically my the the sentiment was that Kyrie is not going to play again this year and that he doesn't want to play without durant being out there with him and that next year they're not going to win that even those two together that was that was what i basically tweeted not not on those words exactly so kevin durant replied he just replied you mad that's all he said (laughs) you mad yeah, but, but oh, he Oh, like, you're
1: crazy, you
0: know? Or, like, why are you, yeah, or, like, why do you care, whatever? Are so, you know, mad, or... And I, and I replied to him, you know, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed you bailed on a Warrior's Dynasty, but whatever, I, I told him, if you're happy, so be it. Uh, but, yeah, so, but that, it was, it elicited a huge reaction, because Durant, I mean, as I'm sure you know, about two, three times a year, he decides to just reply to people on social media, he decides to start interacting with others, and I was the lucky one... <laughs> decided to respond with here um anyways yeah so that was that was sounds like one of the replies
1: that you you get if you do stuff that mark cuban gives those short little replies when he does stuff
0: yes it was exactly like that all right let's take a quick break to talk about manscaped it's 2020 and you know what that means it's a new year it's a new you it's a new me new balls men listen up harry bush's are so 2019. If you're going to pick any new year resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. And the folks over at Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Now, obviously, men, if you groom yourselves, if you make yourselves presentable to your partner, you know that sometimes trimming down there can be a little sketchy. Well, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls that is dirty that is smelly don't do that get 20 percent off plus free shipping if you use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v that is our podcast network go to manscaped.com that's manscaped.com and use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to get 20 percent off plus free shipping on your order. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. And again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use believe. There's another story. I wanted to ask you a question, but it's going to tie into uh, our weekly segments that we do. Do you, do you want to mention what drives you crazy first, or do you want to hear go, some go Jack with, Nicholson? Go
1: with whatever you got. What do you want to what do? Did you hear that? But anyways, well, I, love the, I love the music anyway, so we'll just, we'll just go with it. It'll, <laughs> it'll be there. Um, All right. Okay. So there's so many things that drive me crazy in life. Really, when you get older, you get to be a curmudgeon. And a lot of things just annoy you that you're just so tired of having to put up with for all these years. Uh-huh. So what drives me crazy now is, and I just happened to see it, and I'm sure that he'll be unhappy when somebody says and gets back to him. I saw a video of Ron Adams, right? Mm-hmm. The Warriors assistant coach who, whatever it is, you said something, you know, not being on the bench now, I don't know what's going on with that and all, but I guess he's still there. And they they had a little video of him working with uh Collie Stein on a pick and roll practice, right? right? Just, you know. and I was appalled. <laughs> I, I, I was appalled how you can work with people and do stuff and you're not, and you're allowing them to do things incorrectly without making the correction. So why are you doing it? I, hmm. I I've seen this happen so often when I had players that came to me from, and I'm not even going to mention names reputedly great college programs. I was coaching at the minor leagues and they were doing things that I just said, what are you doing? And they said, well, what do you mean? Coach? I said, well, why are you doing that? He said, well, that's what I was taught how to do. I said, somebody actually taught you to do that. <laughs> it was just so wrong. Fundamentally I, mean, uh, I was, I, and he came from a program who say, seriously. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like it's the same thing, like getting the ball in the post, you get the ball in the post and you're going to square up. Right. And so if you're going to square up and you, have one, and you happen to have one foot closer to the basket in the back and one foot further away from it, and you're down in the, in, the, in the block area, and you turn to do it, but you turn to the foot further from the basket to get squared up, why would you take yourself further from the basket? And he said, that's what they told me. And I said, no, why would you get down low and turn in and and square up three feet closer to the freaking
0: basket? Yes. I mean,
1: little stuff like that. So on this play, I saw coaches dribbling off the screen. And first of all, the screen is at an angle that, so unless it was practicing and it didn't look like, it looks like they were practicing for the roll. okay, in the pass to the post inside, and then him either going shooting or kicking it out to somebody for a three-pointer if help comes, which is great. But the screen was sending the coach towards the sideline. Huh. I was always taught, and I think I had some pretty good success in doing it, that the pick and roll play usually is try to get going to the basket and get into yes. the gut of the defense and attack. That's not attacking. That's going away from the basket. So he's going away from the basket and then to compound it. Cauley Stein is rolling without following the ball. Huh. In other words, the screen comes off, and instead of following the screen and screening off the guy and, and sealing him and running so you see the ball and roll to the basket, he's turning his head and going the opposite way. I'm like, "Hello. I mean, so that drives me crazy. It really does drive me crazy. I don't blame because, you, because it's just not the right way to do run the play. <laughs> And I watched that one time when, when Antoine Jameson was with the Warriors. I happened to be over at the facility, when, you know, up on top of the Married Hotel in Oakland where they were there. And I'm watching him for 20 minutes, running some stuff over there, working with the coaches. And, and I'm appalled. I mean, I even – when he came off the court, because I, 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 I know Antoine. Mm-hmm. And I said, Antoine, can I tell you something? He said, he said, sure, Rick, whatever. I said, do you understand what you were doing down there is so wrong? He said, what do you mean? And I explained to him that, <laughs> that that's not the way you want to do that. And so here we are. Here's a guy who's getting paid you know, $60, $70 million contract, whatever he had back then, which is nothing compared to today. Back then, I thought it was outrageous. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not teaching him the right way to do something. I mean, seriously. So that does indeed drive me crazy. And it leads into my buddy Jack, because it's all part of the same thing
0: absolutely let me see if i can get you to hear the sound this time all right And if i'll let you uh, hang on right. uh, here's jack you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers? I want the truth
1: you can't handle the truth all right i, I, I just love that sound but i just you know jack in that movie it was it was great tom cruise absolutely. anyway a few yeah yeah a few good men anyway people
0: you can't really handle the really truth.
1: truth but the truth of the matter is is that so many teams the coaching staff is doing a disservice to the team and to the individual players by not teaching them the proper fundamentals or the proper way to do things on the basketball court. I have seen it so often. This is another great example of it. And that that's the truth. The truth is they're missing the boat on this. Hmm. You've got multi millions of dollars invested in these players You would think that you would want to try to make them better by teaching them the proper way to do things or enhancing their abilities to perform at a higher level by showing them the correct way to do it, as opposed to having them work on things that you don't want that is developing a bad habit, which is the easiest thing in the world to develop and the most difficult thing to ever break
0: yeah you know I, I mean the king of the pick and roll was stockton and malone right Would no agree the with king that? of the
1: pick and roll was clifford ray and rick barry okay fair enough all right the second best there is was there is there is no way that they ran it better <laughs> than we ran it they ran it off the dribble and i could go and we could break down film and i could break it down and people say, oh there goes rick barry again no this is the truth and again people you can't handle the truth this yeah. is the truth the truth is that nobody in the nba runs the pick and roll play the way it should be run not one team not any combination of two players they don't run it properly
0: you can't handle the truth did you hear that one no systems just not working by the way you know uh speaking of you and Clifford Ray I I, I read this paragraph from a story that was published like seven years ago and I, I saw this and I was like wait, what is this I, I never heard this before and I was wondering if you could you could confirm or deny whether this actually happened. Is it true in in the Western Conference Finals of the year following your World Championship in '75? Uh, in the first half of Game Seven, you got into a fight with Ricky Sobers. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. And then did you get pissed and not shoot the ball again because your team...
1: Teammates- no, that you know you know that, that was Al McCoy who I okay. confronted with this. this is Al. What what the hell are you doing? I, I said if you know me. Do you think because that supposedly there's a fight and I didn't think my teammates came to my defense? I mean, I, well, first of all, I don't need my teammates to come to my defense if I get in a fight. I'll take care of myself. But <laughs> do you honestly think that I have a chance to be the first back-to-back champion since the old Celtic dynasty that I'm going to go and pout and not shoot the ball? Right. And not play the way I should play. I thought hey, it was bullshit. Are you freaking I, kidding me? Yeah. I mean, seriously. If if anything, I should have been the a-hole that everybody thought I was. And I should because no, seriously, I had a really good first half. In the second half, I didn't get the ball as much. And that's because we didn't have Butch Beard. Hmm. Trading Butch Beard was the worst thing the Warriors did. You we broke up something that we had. Butch Beard would never, ever, ever allow us to go through me to go through a series of time where I didn't touch the ball for three, four minutes at a time. Hmm. That would never happen. Okay. And in that, and I should have said, Hey, what the hell are we doing? Give me the ball. Okay. So what happened is that we were doing things the wrong way. And now when I finally got the ball, because I didn't shoot it immediately and try to do everything. I mean, I actually made some passes and did what I thought was the right thing to do. I'm not going to do it say, okay, I didn't get the ball. Now I'm just going to shoot and force up shots. You don't play that way. I'm still going to play the game. According you take what the defense gives you. You try to create stuff like I was doing. In fact, it was a pick and roll play that I ran with Clifford Ray that unfortunately didn't come through we didn't get the basket alvin adams went down and got a dunk that blew our chances of coming back to win but you know not like i remember this uh, <laughs> it's like it's so i mean it's, it's right there i just like had nightmares about it but yeah i mean so that was such that's the kind of stuff that drives me nuts by media people yeah they get these big ideas in their head and the people say just the fact that you even brought that up you read it somewhere and it came from al mccoy but uh, Rick Barry pouted when he was there and he didn't play. That's why we were able to go and do it. No, no way. Who was Al I'm McCoy? Gonna, he was the play-by-play radio announcer for them.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. So
1: he's the one who made this assumption? Or this yes.
0: It was speculated that, oh, geez.
1: And then somebody else picked up on it and says, it's the same old way. People read other huh. things and they pick up on said, You know, I had a guy just did a radio interview just the other day. And I, I'm telling you, the guy was saying things that, like he read the thing and he had his notes and doing everything. And I could tell he's getting it from someplace that he read it. And I, said, why are you, I said, why do you believe that? I said, just because you read it?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, and, and right there, that's the problem with sports media. That is why I, I always repeatedly say there really isn't such a thing as sports journalism because there's such little truth and just so much opinion and speculation that's published in quote-unquote media, right? Yeah, but I'd sports. love to
1: go ahead sometime. They should have me on whatever the hell the name of the show is that that Stephen A. First take, Stephen A. And 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 yeah,
0: I'm and sure his they would, cohort I'm sure- in
1: crime. They they yell all the time. I, you know, they if do. I was on there, I would say, can we can we maybe just actually have a reasonably quiet conversation <laughs> and just discuss what's going on here and let you guys actually <laughs> understand what the reality of it really is you know, Max Kellerman. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they're the, they're the experts in everything to do with sports. Yeah, uh, they're
0: personalities, that's all they are. That's is what
1: those. I'm saying. But that's yeah. what, and, and the thing is, is what they, anybody out there who follows sports, and I know some, some people who follow sports very religiously in different sports, but they mainly focus on certain sports, their opinion is every bit as good as, as, their, as the opinion of those guys, because that's all it is, is an opinion. And, and my whole thing is, and they say, oh, you don't play the card. I used to do that with, with a guy that was on the show after I did my show on radio and KNBR, you know, Ralph Barbieri. Mm-hmm. He said, you're not going to play the you didn't play the game card on me. I said, hell yes, I'm going to play the you didn't play the game card on you because you didn't play the game. And no matter how much you think you know about the game or the sport or whatever it is, if you didn't play it at the highest level possible, there are things about it that you'll never know.
0: Right. And yeah, your and
1: opinion is meaningless to me.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is why I always limit myself in terms of trying to be an expert on this. Because I never... I, look, I played organizationally for 30 years of my life, but I've never been in center court of an NBA game. You know, I, can't, I don't have that perspective. So I can't pretend to know what well, you, know, you know well
1: you know when we did the show together and you were there you heard me sometimes with people I say to some people when we're talking basketball especially when we were doing all the sports in KBR, mm-hmm. is that and I said you know what I really admire the fact that you can be here on the phone with me and you actually think that you know more about basketball than I do <laughs> I, I mean seriously I see you have a lot of nerve I I, I certainly respect that as as misguided as it may be, yes. I said, now, if we were talking about it and you have your opinion about football and something else, I'm going to have mine. Hey, I'm not saying mine's better than yours. I just say I have a different perspective on it, having played another sport at a high level, but I'm not saying that what you think about another sport is any less meaningful than what I have to say. I mean, I really don't, but not when you talk about basketball, I said, so you need to get your, you know, get your head on right, because <laughs> you know, you, you, this yeah. is crazy. You, you can't be go over there trying to tell me that I'm wrong about basketball. I had one guy do that one time about the play with LeBron James a couple of years ago. Remember the playoffs? He drove in and he kicked it out. He kicked it out when he's back. He kicked it out to one of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the NBA, Kyle Korver, mm-hmm. who was wide open. And there were defenders in there, and they're saying, he should have taken it in. He should have gotten foul. Should have never made that pass. I said, what are you talking about? He made the right play. <laughs> he didn't try to force it. Right. He, no, there's no guarantee that he would have made the basket. There's no guarantee he would have gotten fouled. There's no guarantee that had he gotten fouled, he would have made his free throws because he's not a great free throw shooter late in games. And because and I've come up with that stat, remember, before, that he's, like, unbelievable, number two as far as the number of, of free throws missed in critical situations behind yes. Dwight Howard. I yes. was shocked at that one. I really was. And then even the fact that, that James Harden Harded. was up in that, yeah. but so, but he threw it to a three point shooter and there was no guarantee that he was going to make that shot. But the thing is, is that he's, he's a 40 something high 40 something percent shooter. And it's a three point play. I got to live with that. If I was him, I would have made that pass. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, unless I know I could have gotten right to the rim and maybe gotten fouled to get a three-point play, but that wasn't the case. It wasn't like it was a clear path to the basket for him. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff that I talk about that, you know, that, again, falls into my category of drive me crazy and people can't handle the truth. It's uh, Those things are synonymous at times.
0: Right. What was your topic of discussion? You were on Fox Sports Radio six months, a year ago, something like that, and there was a similar dispute where you had with the host. Do you remember what the subject was then? Where you That was one on? of them. That was the thing. Okay. I okay, that was that it okay, that's that might have been the play
1: <laughs> that we were talking about. I, I don't, whatever it was. I mean, it's just a guy that. I mean, again, he—he's a perfect guy. He's. And I, I yeah, said, man. you know, you should be going to church and lighting candles. That you're allowed to get paid <laughs> to talk about sports because your me your your opinion is it means nothing to me.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Rick. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna? Do you mind if I put you on the 24 second shot clock? Even if we are having you can do whatever you like today.
1: to do. Um, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm, <laughs>
0: All right, uh, I'm good. 24 seconds all right and uh, i'll let you know if you keep going after the buzzer goes off in case I, I
1: never go after the buzzer i could talk a I know lot you don't. 24 right. seconds no you haven't I've, actually... I've never i've never had a 24 second shot clock violation on the show so far
0: what about in your airplane career
1: uh no i'm gonna find some way to throw it up there <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right no i might seconds. have i
1: might have but you know
0: uh okay here's 24 seconds here's a question uh who is having a better year so far in your opinion uh russell westbrook or chris chris paul and why
1: i think they're both doing outstanding jobs and and i think that what chris paul is doing for the tim for the uh, oklahoma city thunder is probably more impressive and more critical to the success of that team which they're really on a roll right now as opposed to uh what uh what he's doing with the rockets i, I and, and but he's doing a terrific job and they're playing better together than i ever thought they would
0: but i'll give a beautiful oh you barely made the buzzer nice uh yeah, excellent that's it i'm done rick you got anything else for me or for the no listeners? i mean there's just
1: so many things you could talk about when the craziness that goes on in the world the basketball i mean even to the point of what's happening with people coming out we talked about it earlier I, i'd like to bring this up that you know that mantras her Harold for the yes. Clippers talking about the fact that there's no chemistry in the locker room. My Let's God, talk on that what, real it, quick. I mean, seriously. I mean, how detrimental can that be to the success of a team? I mean, you guys, you got to be together. I mean, that was the beauty of the '75 Warriors, and I think in, in more so. I mean, I obviously there was some discontent or something with guys, but you got to put that aside. But we really got together. I mean, even though. You know, I was crazy, and you know, Clifford got the guys to understand <laughs> it—that I'm nuts, and that I don't don't take it personal because he's just crazy. <laughs> and but the thing is, is that we we went to movies together, we went to eat together. You want to be together. You you yeah. want to all be on this the old proverbial same page. Boy, I'm using a lot of cliches today. Uh, I mean, seriously. <laughs> and I I don't know why would you come out and want to even say something like that that could disrupt your team and look what they did the other day. This is what I'm talking about. Always expect the unexpected. Yeah. Did you see the score of what happened to them on the road to Memphis, to Memphis. And they were at home. They were at home when they yeah, it wasn't game. on the road. That's right. That was a home game. Yeah. They got absolutely crushed, but that's why you say you look at the scores. I, that's the first thing. I look at the scores all the time in the NBA, and I look, and I just shake my head. I said, whoa, there we go again. I can't wait to go ahead and tell Cyrus about this one. I mean, <laughs> it's just insane the things that happen in the NBA that, that you just never figure, never figure that they would, that would happen. I mean, seriously. And they barely beat the freaking Knicks at home.
0: Barely. I mean, they had to come back. Their the defense.
1: They're talking about defense. They gave up 132 points to the freaking Knicks. But I tell yep. you the team, the team that's doing, you know, uh, such a big surprise to me, you know, of the of the heat, the heat. I mean, the Heat are just doing a terrific oh. job. I mean, they really are doing a terrific job. And and the Trailblazers are probably the biggest disappointment to me right now at this stage of the season. And uh, yeah, and the Phoenix looked like they were going to, you know, do something, but they're kind of falling back into their their little
0: their doldrums. But the bottom of the doldrums, West is a, is a weird. But the Western Conference is weird this year because usually one through eight, it's dominant. This year you have one through seven, very good. Maybe one through six solid. Seven Oklahoma City's starting to kind of, you know, fit themselves in there. But that eighth seed is going to be a disaster no matter who gets in. I think. The well, Spurs there's a lot of teams.
1: Team. Well, let's think about this. You've got the yeah. eighth seed – and the losses okay San Antonio's yeah. there with 20 losses then you got Memphis 22 Portland 22 Minnesota only 21 22 for Phoenix 23 for Sacramento so it's going to be such a dogfight uh-huh. to see which team is going to be able to make it there but there are seven teams that are over over 500 playing over right. 500 ball which is usually the case you know in the West they usually have you know the teams are usually better a lot of times all the teams are 50 or better 50 percent or better right but and in the East this has been the surprising thing about the East but it's changed in the last two weeks since we talked. remember i said wow the nice thing is is that actually they have seven of the eight teams are playing 50 you know 50 or better 50 percent right. or better and now they're back to two guys down so the seventh is orlando at 17 and 20 and brooklyn at 6 and 16 and 19 so they only have six teams that are playing and, and playing at a very respectable level i mean indiana they're at 23 and 14 so that's been the, that was the interesting thing to me but it's like all of a sudden you know, we got a lot of time left, and, and the East is going back to normally what happens in the East, that you have a couple of teams that aren't even 500 teams that are going to wind yeah. up getting in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, I'm, I'm a, I look at that Philadelphia 76ers team especially. I mean, to me, they're the biggest disappointment in this Eastern Conference. And you're right, the Miami Heat, Eric Spolstra, clear favorite for Coach of the Year right now. But Philadelphia, if there's any team that needs to pull a trigger on a trade, it's them. Something needs to change, right? I, I, you know, I, and, and that's where D'Angelo Russell – that trade for Ben Simmons, we've been talking about it. We're falling in love with that trade, Rick. I'm falling in love with it. Yeah. I think it's well, beneficial for both teams. I think both teams benefit from that.
1: I really yeah, do. But Simmons is he's he's playing pretty he's starting to do some really nice things. I mean, he's yeah, uh, I mean, he's averaging fifteen a game, right? Almost yeah. eight rebounds a game and almost nine assists a game that's pretty darn good. And it shoots 56% from the field and he's shooting thirty forty 40% from threes. Very impressive. He doesn't take many of them, for but him. he's shooting 40% from threes. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I mean, cause his, for his career, his career he was shooting 9%. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, Brett Brown made some disparaging comments about him. I think he came out just a day or two ago and said that, there, that it's, it's on Ben Simmons to improve that number. It's not up to the coaches at this point. Um, I just thought it was weird that he was calling him out in public like that, but, uh, Going, you know, going back to the Clippers, I mean, you, Montrez Harold's comments following that uh, that Grizzlies game. I really thought the big thing that he said, it wasn't so much that they're not a great team right now. I've heard a lot of players say that to kind of motivate their team or just, you know, even be a little candid. But he also said that the vibe in the locker room is a problem. That is yeah, bizarre I, to me.
1: Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really that that – I'm sure that uh... – the organization can't be very happy about that doc no. can't be happy about that the organization can't be happy about that that's just not something that you want out in the general public to nope to be saying something of that nature yeah that's not good Yeah. so but anyway. with, with, with
0: that said rick i still think that the favorites and win the world championship i still would pick the clippers up. yeah I still would. I mean, that Christmas really. Day game was all I needed to see. Between that and and just Kawhi, quiet. Mean, quiet to me. Yeah, but not,
1: but not if they play defense the way they All of a sudden, they forgot to play yeah. defense here recently. Yeah. I mean, but th- they got to keep that going. But you know what? Here's the deal. There's been only one team that I ever have seen two teams, well, that wound up winning championships, but only one actually because the Warriors didn't the year they set the record for the most wins. Is was the <laughs> no. Chicago Bulls that went that never went through a point where like for a week to two weeks. During the season, the team struggled.
0: You're right. That was the perfect year, about as close you know, as you can get. And right? both yeah. of those
1: teams did it during this. event, but the Warriors didn't win the championship. But you very rarely will ever see a team not have a period of time when, for whatever the reason may be, injuries, who knows what it is, but the guys are all on the same page. And they just struggle for anywhere from 7 to 14 days.
0: Yeah, well, They have they, a tough they, stretch the biggest difference is back in the nineties, your friend Kiki Bandaway wasn't taking Dennis Robin out of NBA finals games. So sorry. That was. A- oh, that was a little, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, was a little that, jam, that hurt. Little that jam. really did hurt. All <laughs> right. Well, listen, there's nothing. Let's
1: remember for the next show that we got to want to talk to us. I want to talk about the uh, ball apocalypse. Okay. I yes. want to get into that because that will actually be something that will probably be my drive me crazy thing for next show. Oh,
0: Beautiful. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that so, for sure. And in yeah, all we- honesty, there's a great Twitter personality that, uh, that, really kind of discovered this I, no one raised awareness of this until uh until this this individual i'll see if i can get him on i also want to get skip bayless on i mean i, I mean rick you should take a lot I can of get, credit a, here's the thing skip i can bayless get credit for well i successor. used to have him on
1: my show all the time yes I did all, the stuff, time. all the time and then he
0: filled and then he filled in as a host for you right yeah uh, you, yeah. yeah that was just so, start he yeah. owes you yeah he owes
1: me. <laughs> yeah he's he's making more money doing this now than i ever did playing basketball Amazing. but uh no it is true it's it is but you oh, know no, no, guy no, no. that i have i have i see i have more respect for someone who, like that who was someone in sports that followed the team when he was down there in dallas with the man, mm-hmm. with the with the cowboys and stuff and was in there on a daily basis doing stuff and all and i give more credence to that the people who are actually doing it and following it and i mean th- you know their their opinion is something you know you want to listen to it and see based upon the fact that they're actually have immersed themselves in it but not to the point where they actually think that everything they say is 100 percent correct and that right. they are the ultimate the ultimate um what's the right word i want to use expert when it comes to those particular sports because nobody knows all the sports just give your opinion and let people like it or dislike it but don't be so adamant about the fact that your opinion is what the answer is
0: <laughs> you're absolutely right you could follow rick Berry on twitter and all social media at rick 24 barry you can follow me on twitter at dog Surf always a pleasure rick
1: enjoy it folks enjoy it have a great week we'll talk to you next week god bless
0: thank you for listening to believe